Welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. They're coming thick and fast, the games, and we're edging to it. Well, we've got to win. We've got to win this one, right? So, uh, match preview. We've got predicted lineup rolled into one uh, with the nature of sort of the games coming thick and fast. Joined by Justin and Sam. You all right, Sam? Yeah, good, mate, yeah. Yeah, very, very good. So... You know, we're edging closer to Sheffield United, but we've still got the lingering aftermath of our performance against Newcastle. Sam, how are you feeling then as a Villa fan going into this Sheffield United game? It's a big game now. There's a, it's been flat for a few weeks now and we need a reaction really, don't we? And I think we was all thinking that going into the home game because since that Man City game, I know we beat Arsenal, that was a bit more of a scrap, smash and grab. But it's been pretty flat on the whole. Um, and yeah, we need a reaction, don't we? Yeah, definitely need a reaction. Where, what do you think we need, though, like going into this game? Because, you know, we know that Powell's a, a massive miss to our team. And, you know, it, it's a blow not having him in there. Um, what what do you want to see from this performance from, from like Sheffield United then? What, what do you think is currently missing because I think every Villa fan can can admit that, you know, there's been periods in the last couple of weeks where, you know, we've not been at the the heights of what we've seen, especially especially scoring goals and being free flowing. So wh- where do you feel like, you know, we've we have we have got to address and, and get right? I think the thing with Torres is it's been a bit of a double hit because I think if Mings comes in for him, Mings has still got a pretty good passing range. And Longley's done okay the last few weeks, but we were set up for that ball playing centre back to do most of the creative stuff. And I don't think Mings is as good a passer as Torres, but he's certainly better than Longley doing it. Um, and I don't know, it just it feels very much we've got plan I and not a not a lot round it. Um, and have we been worked out? People know what we're going to do, set up differently to suit it. Um, my big is I think we need more width. The last few weeks, the whip's been coming from the fullbacks. Um, last night, the fullbacks were atrocious, in my opinion. Um, but we need more whips, make the pitch bigger. That's when the gap starts. And yeah, just get back to something like what we was. I mean, it was never going to last forever, but didn't expect this much of a drop off. Yeah, Justin, how's your head then going into it? Positive. <laughs> Gotta be positive. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, look, we, we know we've been in a bad room. We know what, what what we've seen with our own eyes over the last few weeks and culminated in that defeat last night, which was bitterly disappointing for all of us. But there's massive opportunity now to, to, to kick on again, isn't there? And have a reaction on, on Saturday. The good thing about playing so many games in quick succession is you, you get a game straight after two uh, to turn things around. And you couldn't have really handpicked a better game to play, could you, in the Sheffield United away? Um and I just think we need a positive approach to it, which we are pretty good at doing. Although, you know, the last few weeks we've been a little bit stuck in our sort of slow build-up plan. It's felt like it's been even slower than, you know, we're used to, um, which I think ties into sort of what Sam's saying with, with missing Pau Torres and, and the way he builds up from the back. It's amazing, isn't it? It's his first full season and, and how integral he has become to, to the way we play, the style of football that we do play. So... We need a good start. We need a positive reaction. Um, we probably do need a bit more width. I think that the, the Bailey and the McGinn role really needs to, to, to sort of 
be more influential in the games. I, I think I think um, we saw the influence and, and the impact that Bailey had when he come on. So yeah, midfield a bit more proactive. I thought the two sixes were a little bit stuck um, last night. They just sat a little bit too deep. They weren't as as progressive as as we like them to be. And, and, and until the changes, really, after we went three 0 down, we didn't really see the real Villa, which was similar to the Chelsea game. To be honest, yeah, we were, we were sort of pushed back a lot in the Chelsea game, weren't we? But that last twenty minutes, when we suddenly sparked into life, we looked like the only team that were going to win it. And that's that last twenty minutes against Chelsea, and, and moments last night in the last twenty minutes when when Barry come out, that's sort of the Villa we'd be used to seeing previous to, to this little bit of a bad run, isn't it? And we know a, a, a really flying Villa team can dismantle anybody. You know, that that Man City performance, standalone performance was just incredible. But before that, we saw lots and lots of, of times and games where, you know, we just totally control games. And we, we're not not controlling games now, but I think there's no end product, is there, to our, to our build-up play? And it's a little bit static, it's a little bit laboured. We just need that spark. That's the that's the word for me. A spark of something, you know. Get an early goal Saturday, <clears throat> dominate the game. Don't just dominate it on the edge of our eighteen yard box. Get them push right back to their eighteen yard box and dominate the ball in the middle of the park and pushing up, you know, into their far, into the final third of the pitch and create chances. That we not we've not been doing it a lot lately. We've not been getting high enough up the pitch to create really good. Chances consistently. I mean, the amount of chances we created against Man City was incredible, and we're playing much, much weaker sides nowadays, and and, and we're not creating any, anywhere near the amount of chances we are. So something has definitely changed, but I'm very confident we can um, we can get back to somewhere near our best uh, for the next two or three weeks. Do you think we're trying to score the perfect goal at times, Sam? Yeah, do you think we? Do you think we're overplaying? I mean, I'll go back to the Diaby chance. You know, when he sort of, I don't know whether he tried to cross it or I don't know what he tried to do. Um, that's not digging Diaby, but do you think at times we're just overplaying? Like we're trying to find that perfect moment quite a lot. You know, like even when sort of like Moreno's getting into some attacking areas, it feels like there's a lack of conviction at times. Do you, do, yeah, would you say you agree? agree? I also think there's the runs from deep have stopped. You used to have Ramsey trying to break the lines, McGinn trying to break the lines. It all seems a bit bit narrow, a bit deeper and a bit too intricate. Um, last night, the only one really breaking the lines was Watkins. And I'm still convinced last night, if that second goal had just stood, we wouldn't have lost the game. Mm. And then once that gets you, rolled you out... You said it, that it to me earlier, just to meet you. Yeah, I do. I think that. And I th- you know, I, again, I agree with what Sam's saying. And I think there was one moment in the first half because I was sitting Trinity sort of north stand end and there was a really good move down the right-hand side, I think, which culminated in Dougie Louise picking the ball up about 20 yards, 25 yards out. And Kamara made an incredible run straight through the middle of their defence and, and mm. the pass was sublime. A very similar goal to Dougie scored at Tottenham last season when the ball was just lifted over the back four and he made a really good run. He was miles on side. He just couldn't bring it down. But those kind of sort of moments in the game where we've you know we've seen them a lot in previously, and you know had that one had gone in, you know it would have been a really really interesting game, wouldn't it, from that point onwards? But yeah, we've got to find a way of getting further up the pitch quicker. I think we did to a point we tried it last night, but the, the, it was it was daft long balls into the arbor. I don't know whether they saw something in 
in, in the Newcastle back line. You know, we destroyed them last year with McGinn playing basically damn burn out the game. And, and, you know, I'm surprised that wasn't replicated last night because it worked so well last year. But, yeah, that, that tactic really was a bit surprising for me. Right, so we'll get stuck into the stats and tailor the game and, and, and what we can expect then, and then we'll we'll move on from that then. So head-to-head record, not played too many times in the Premier League era, 11 games. Villa have got two away wins and Sheffield have got two home wins. Um, Sheffield United are currently 20th, we're fourth. Uh, 13 wins for Villa, four draws, five losses, 16 defeats already for Sheffield United. I mean, this is an ominous position for them to be in. You know, their average goals conceded per game is 2.5 goals they're conceded. Two and a half goals per game. Villa are at 1.4 and we're averaging two goals scored per game. So, I mean, take that what you will, but we're going to score two goals and they're pretty much going to concede two. Um, We've got the form guide, you know, Sheffield, Four, four losses and a draw. Villa, two wins, two losses and a draw. Uh, previous meetings, the 1-1 in December. Who remembers that? Going rocking up Villa Park thinking we go top of the league uh, from that game. Uh, that was a mad one to think. It feels like ages ago that does. Uh, we've got the team style. So as you can see there in fast and direct not as quick at doing it as such as Everton, Forest and West Ham. Villa is still sort of in that middle zone of slow and intricate. We've got the average positions from Sheffield United's loss against Crystal Palace, playing with a four at the back. And you can see that this is the lineup that they started with. Bereton Diaz has got two goals in his last two games uh, for Sheffield, and he's only just signed for him, so he's banging form. McAtee is a big threat on that right-hand side. Uh, Harmer as well in the middle, he's sort of like a lively player. And then you've got McBurney holding it up, up top as well. You've got passing network, very congested in the middle area. Um, you know, not too much of a focal point through there as well. So we've got to really look for them going for that ball on that right-hand side. That looks where their big threat is. I'm not going to butcher the other centre-back's name. If anyone knows how to pronounce that, fair play. But I'm not. Uh, So you've got Sheffield United's um, sort of game control. Where do they control the game? So they're controlling the... (laughs) <laughs> they're, control- they're controlling the game in the 18-yard box. The red zone the shows where the op- yeah. yeah, so the red zone shows where the opposition are having most of the ball and the greys contested areas. And in contrast, this is where Villa are controlling the game. The blue zones, grey are contested, and then the red is where the opposition are getting most of their joy. Uh the expected threat against Palace. Palace had a 5.44, Sheffield United had a 1.76. You can see in the first half, especially, it was all Palace. So, leads us on to the game then, you know, and and how we expect this game to go. Um, For me personally, I expect Villa to have all of the ball. And it's it's about what we do with it, how we utilise and move it quickly. Um, When the ball goes out wide, they generally press with a three. So three players will move over to each side in a triangle. So it's important that we move the ball quickly. You know, there was a couple of nice goals from Eze and Elise where the ball moved quickly centrally um, and they was able to get their shots off. And, you know, like we were saying earlier that, you know, get your shots off, pepper the goal a little bit, try your look from distance. Don't always try and 
score that perfect goal because they're vulnerable when you move the ball quickly. And if you move them quickly, they're out of position. They can't get set. They can't get settled. So I think that's something that we've got to really look to improve on, really. But Sam, I imagine, you know, you sit a couple of rows in front of me at the Villa. So, you know, last time out against Sheffield, we all rocked up, you know, trying to go top of the league. Um, Do you see it being a bit of a different game, being as we're away, or do you think it'll be the same pattern? Uh, no, I think it'll be a bit more open. It was um, since Wilder's come in, this, they've conceded a lot of goals, but they've scored a lot of goals, haven't they? Whereas when they come to Villa Park, it was just sitting and trying to contain us and they got what they come for. But I think with them being at home, I think they'll they'll sit in, try and, try and grind us down a bit. But at some point, being at home, they've got to come out, haven't they? And I mm-hmm. think the first goal's massive. I think if we get it, it'll probably be a comfortable night. I think they get it. It obviously makes it a lot more difficult. But um, no, I mean, last night there was a lot of goals in the game, weren't there? Um, mm-hmm. And I think there'll be a few goals in this. I mean, some of them finishes from Palace, Eze and Elise show, they were sublime strikes. Um, so I'm just going to show you a little graphic now, if I find it, of just how they how they set up and how they, how they press when it goes out wide. Because I imagine we're going to get a lot of joy in this game. So you can see that the ball's going to go to Elise. And you can see that they're quite central. There's four players central. And if I just move it on to the next one, you can see how the three players in the triangle press out wide. So, you know, we've just got to move this ball quickly. When it does go into central areas, you know, I mean, that was a sublime finish from from Diaz. But when it does go centrally, uh, if I find it, you know, there's, there's space out wide. Move it quickly and hopefully we can exploit them quite a lot. Justin, final thoughts on how you expect it to set up and then we'll go into the uh, predicted lineup. Yeah, one thought is we need to sign either Elise or bloody Eze or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, they are they are more open these days now. They've scored two goals in each of the last three games. You know, Sheffield United, West Ham, the Brighton game, then the Palace game. So they're obviously trying to be proactive now where you can only, you know, when you're on 10 points after 21 games, you're only going one way, aren't you? So they might as well have a go now because they've got nothing to lose. So I do think they're going to be more open at home as well. Um, they've got a good result with Villa Park. We've obviously just been beaten for the first time at home. So everything points to for them to, to let's be positive, you know, let's try and feed into this little bit of negativity for the first time we've seen you know, swirling around the villa this season. So they're going to want to compound that by starting quickly, being really aggressive, getting high up the pitch, getting people up. You know, Diaz has been a good signing for them. You know, they do play Harmo was really good at Villa Park. You know, he created the chance, didn't he? So we are going to be under the cush early doors. So I think we've got to ride out possibly a bit of a 10, 15 minute storm where they crowded behind him. It's under the lights, sold out, no doubt. If we can get through that period, dominate the game, keep calm, like I say, get up the pitch quicker. You know, I, I can't imagine for the life of me that, that, that Leon Bailey's not going to play. So, you know, players like him, he was outstanding when he came out last night. You know, mm. fronted up the defender, squared them up, went past them with ease, you know, and and, and with the greatest respect to Sheffield United, you know, the quality of Newcastle players are better than Sheffield United's back line. So, I would imagine he's going to have a bit of fun. Watkins got a goal last night, so he should be okay. 
we've just got to be positive, you know. Let's bury this negative period. Let's absolutely put it to bed on Saturday and let's get going again. Yeah. So, Sam, what's your back for? You know, what, what are you going with? Are you, are you sticking with what we had against Newcastle or are you making a change to that back four? No are pressure, saying, Sam, but we, we never get these right. <laughs> are we saying Martinez has done enough to start then, yeah? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think you'll go cancer right back, bring Carlos back in again just for that yeah. passing range. Long yeah, music Marina. to my ears, this. Music to my ears. I, I would I would 100% agree with that. What are you saying, Justin? Yeah, I think so. I think we all saw that, um, you know, it's time to revert back to the... We just, I think we need to change it up, you know, playing the same team last night. I think... When I saw it, I thought, okay, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. You know, Derby, Derby we knew wasn't in form, but I just thought, okay, I'd try and play him into a bit of form, give him a bit of confidence. But it's definitely time now to have a bit of a shake up. So, yeah, Conte returns back to, to the right back, which allows Moreno, who I thought was probably our best attacking outlet on the full backs last night, to, to, to try and maybe even be more aggressive down that left hand side, as we saw with the. The, the position in the you know we are very good down our left hand side so Moreno is very in, 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 in imperative for that isn't it? He is indeed right. So that pick that picks itself here now, right? Now there were two in front. Depends what we're going to go with, right? So I'm going to give it you, Sam. So two either side of the double pivot then. So imagine McGinn's one of them, but who yeah, would you, you say? McGinn and Tillemans. I thought Tillemans was pretty good last night. I thought yeah. he worked so, hard. He tried to get stuck in. I, I, yeah, I think he looks good at the minute, Tillemans. So if you go, if we're going with Tillemans, then that would mean that it's going to be. Oh, let me find them. So that means it's going to be Watkins and Bailey. Do we all do we all agree on Watkins and Bailey? Yeah. Right. Let me find yes. Bailey then. I think so. Just I think Bailey. Good, yeah. Yeah, Bailey comes in. I, I don't think so. the only reason he doesn't start is because there is a worry about you know playing him. For, but if you start him and he starts to feel anything, then you just bring him off, don't you? But if we can get a good hour out of him, I think that could be enough. The only other player I would throw into the mix, and I don't, it's very difficult to shoehorn him into that side. There is Zaniola because I do think he's he's, a, he's something different. Um, I thought he did okay when he came on. I thought he held the ball up pretty well. Yes, he's got a lot of detractors. You know, I saw it today. A few people knocking him still, but I do still think he's got a, a, something to offer for us, especially with Duran now. Out. You know, he's, by all accounts, managers took him to one side and said, "You know, you are basically now my second striker," and he's got the stature to play up there, hasn't he? He's got he's got the game. He holds the ball up really, really well. Um, he gets a little bit aggy. I think that's probably his biggest negative, but. Yeah, Tiedemann's for me, you know, I, I was calling for him to come off last night, not because I don't think he had a good game, but I couldn't think of another way of getting two attackers up the pitch with Watkins. You know, it had to be Bailey for DRB. Uh, I wanted Zaniola on because he is an attacker, an out-and-out attacker, more so than the four midfielders. And I couldn't think of another way of bring. Of, you know, he wouldn't have took McGee off because he played really well. Kamara is just sitting in the hole. So if you are overloading with attackers, you've got to make sure you keep the back door shut. The only other thing I thought was to take both full backs off, put Carlos on and go as a back three, mm. and then, you know, put him four on. But yeah, Tiedemans, I'd like to see him more centrally, I think. I think I'd like to see Louise and Kamara sitting in the sixes. 
I'd like to see McGinn and Bailey basically given a free free reign to run around and I'd stick T limits right in the middle of the park, right behind Ollie Watkins, and say to McGinn and Bailey, you just run riot and have a call over the shop. And Tiedemans, you just sit just in front of Louise and Kamara and, and dictate the game, which he's very good at doing. I think as well, if Tillemans does do that, it opens up that left-hand side for Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the back three then just slide across, don't they? That's and it, create yeah. that, that. And could, we've seen Kamara quite a lot anyway, sitting in and, and you know, and helping out at the back. I just think, I, I think the key is, is, and I think this is where Pau Torres comes into his own, he gets everybody further forward, he gets everybody up the pitch quicker, whether they're actually with a 10, 15-year-old burst when, when he's on the ball, they back off him quite a lot because they're worried about what he's going to do with it, or whether he's just, you know, he nicks a lovely little, you know, ball through the lines into a Tielemans or into a McGee. So, you know, long life done okay at that. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Pau. If Pau Torres was on that team shit on Saturday, I would be <laughs> absolutely over the but moon. That, that, that's the thing, though, what you're saying about Pau Torres, because he does, he does that. He gets that ball into that player yeah. that's playing in that midfield area. He, he's got that passing range. And, and but it's not just that, really... though, is it, Luke? Not only has he got that passing range, but he's got the ability to move forward with the ball. You know, he's yeah. really good on the ball, so he can he can he can run 10, 15 yards with it and still pick a pass, or he can drop off two yards, get a yard on the on the, the striker and pick a pass out to Moreno or into Louise. He's got such a he's such an array, such a good footballer. We need yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's he's class. But then that you know, that shows that, you know, in the summer when we kept being linked with defenders and it shows the importance of Pau Torres, the ball playing centre half of of how crucial he is. You know, sometimes you can think, you know, you need strikers or wingers or attacking midfielders, but you know, for us, our centre back is probably one of our well, I'd probably say he's our most important player because he's so important to the way we play. Um, and I think the games that he's been out, we don't win as many matches either, so that shows the importance. So. Right, let's have some score predictions then. Sam, what are you going with? 3-1. I think they'll nick a to goal Villa. at some point. <laughs> yeah, 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 to Villa. <laughs> I think they'll nick a goal at some point, but I think in the end it'll probably end up being a comfortable night. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going... I'm going... There's going to be a big reaction in that. that you know, they're, they're, they're going to be hurting from that. And they're going to want to put it right quickly. So I'm going 2-0 Villa. Justin, what are you going with? Surprise, surprise, Villa win. Um, I want to say we're going to really take them to the clean. I think that is a possibility, but I'd settle with a 2-0. I think at the moment, all that matters now is getting them three points on the board. It's a game we have to win. It's a game we should win. And it's a game that hopefully we'll start the next sort of run of fixtures off. So, yeah, I'm not going to be greedy this week. Just get the three points and come home. Definitely. Right. Cheers, everyone, for watching. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa.